It's 6 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour here at MutinyRadio.fm. If you're wondering what we're playing in the fills tonight, it's what I got in the mail from a band called Joe Rutt. It's called Stolen Tools and Stereos. Sounds like I'm going to like it. It's going to be playing in between the fills all night here at happy hour at Mutiny. We have 23 comedians signed up. We're looking at four minutes apiece. When you hear the horn, that means you have a minute left. Doesn't mean, it means wrap it up. It doesn't mean you have to stop. It just means slow down. You know, it's all good. Get ready and uh, finish out your set. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm going to be hosting you guys all night, all the way through Pam Tassi's Comedy Clubhouse tonight from 8 to 10. A special show tonight. My Strange Ex Relationship Edition. Yes, it's Stranger Things all month here on Mutiny Radio on Pam Tassi's Comedy Clubhouse. But before that, we've got the happy hour, which is the happiest happy hour of comedians doing all their jokes just for you. I don't see Ashton Tate. But I do see our first comedian here. She is sitting in the wings. She's actually the host of Ask a Divorcee every Thursday here. Every Thursday, she has a show from 8 to 10 called Ask a Divorcee. Hey, guys, we've started our show, and our first comedian's just about to go up on stage. Yeah, hey, she has a show. She has a show here every week called Ask a Divorcee. Put your hands together, everybody, for the very funny Annette Mullaney. Hey, this okay, cool. This one works. Hey guys, how's it going? Woo, excited for Friday? Yeah. I'm excited cuz Friday is now the day I shower. I'm on Yeah, I'm on a hygiene strike from work. They can make me go, but they can't make me be pleasant to be around. Um, so this hair is actually I braided this on Tuesday and I haven't touched it since. Slept in it. Went to work in it. Um, See, I have, a, I have a raise negotiation coming up, and I want them to know how much I don't give a shit, because that gives me the power going in. You get the power. Um, so I've been, uh, I've been seeing a dude for a little bit, and yeah, thank you. That is, it is an achievement. There's a significant amount to overcome, um, like men's aversion to be around women who are funnier than them. But... Uh, Unfortunately, apparently, haven't fully overcome the aversion. We had the talk, right, where you try to define the relationship, um, and we defined it as non-existent for right now. Yeah, he just, you know, he said he's having a good time with me, but he's definitely having a good time fucking other chicks, too. So he'd really like to keep that going. Hey, Annette, I hate to stop you, but with your finger down at the bottom of the XLR, it keeps going in and out. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, or try a different mic because that one's going in and out. I'm so sorry. I will, won't count this on your time, but okay, cool. This Thanks. Sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Uh, oh, God. Um, so yeah, he's, he's enjoying fucking these other chicks, which is weird because I actually, since I met him, like I'm starting to really like him. And I got to the point where I was barely enjoying fucking other dudes. And I even, like, I lessened. I hadn't, like, been fucking these dudes. I benched my starters for this dude. But ever since we had this talk, I've been running train. I'm not even enjoying it. Not even enjoying it, but fuck it. I'll do it for spite. Um, so uh, I'm not really looking to have kids one day. Um, I just feel like there's definitely going to be an apocalypse. 
Uh, <laughs> does someone just laugh from the bathroom? Uh, see, I think there's going to be an apocalypse, and I don't... Every time I talk to one of my friends and they talk about having kids, I'm like, but are you going to prepare them for the inevitable apocalypse? And I don't know exactly what it's going to be, whether it's going to be like, you know, Zika or zombie apocalypse, global warming, Trump presidency, but it's something, and it's happening. And... <laughs> And I feel like, because I've seen some of my friends with their kids, and they're really concerned, you know, that they're, they're trying to set an example for their kids, they're trying to teach their kids to, like, avoid sugar. And I just feel like in the apocalypse, avoiding easy sources of glucose is not going to be an essential skill, right? Like, trapping, hunting, providing shelter for yourself, these are going to be the skills. Which is why if I were to have a kid, I would be training that kid like fucking Rambo, right? Like from the time that it could walk, I would be dropping it off in locations far from home and seeing if it can get its ass home by itself, right? Cardinal directions are an important skill. And like, I'm not a monster, I would drop it off, but then I would like hide in the bushes and watch it, and, you know, make sure someone didn't kidnap it or whatever the fuck kids are in danger of. Um, the important thing, though, is that it feels abandoned, right? So, and you know, I'm gonna spring this on my kid whenever, because it also is important that the kid knows to never let your guard down. At any moment, anything could happen, right? So it's, uh, you know, it's Friday. I say, oh, let's go get some ice cream. Now your ass is in Alameda. Have a good time getting home. Monday morning, driving to work. School's on the right. No, we're going left. Where are we going? Figure it fucking out. <laughs> Um, and the reason I'm doing this is because uh, I personally am not planning to survive this apocalypse. My apocalypse plan is a comfy bed, a fuck ton of heroin. Um, maybe I'll commit a few minor crimes I've been meaning, kill the neighbor's dog. But I'm not about surviving the apocalypse. See, I have really dry skin, right? Like, the only reason I can survive is because the good scientists of the world have discovered lotion. Um, and I just feel like for the ragged bands of survivors roving, roving the earth, the cultivation of aloe vera is not going to be a priority, so I'm fucking out. My kid, on the other hand, is going to carry on my name. All right, thank you guys so much. I've been Annette. Annette Mullaney. Listen to her show every Thursday from 8 to 10 called Ask a Divorcee with Paula. It's a great show. All right, did Ashton Tate make it here? Is he, I don't see him. That's okay, uh, we have another comedian that's here to perform for you. He has whiskey and an awesome dog. Also a great podcast with me on Wednesdays from two to four, it's called Some Call Me Tim, where uh, we talk about religion and your connection or disconnection with the divine, and then he plays with the miggity moop a doop boop machines that go beep boppy doop boop and he makes music. Everybody's gonna make comedy for you right now. Put your hands together. It's Timothy Pizza! Thank you, sir. Uh, she's talking about kids. I can't have kids. I got that little dog. I, the other day I'm laying on the couch and I hear the dog making this noise, like this reverse vomiting sound, like <laughs> most disgusting noise I've ever heard in my life. And I walk over to the dog and he's like, you know, doing this, his whole little body's convulsing and then he just starts fucking throwing up everywhere. Like, uh, like there's more vomit than there is dog. Like, like, he, like he's a little furry tardis of just vomit, just fucking pouring out of him. 
And then instead of like being able to help him or do anything, I just start throwing up all over the dog. Uh, it's like an Escher painting of me barfing on the dog, the dog barfing on the carpet. Yeah, I can't have fucking kids. I mean, I know I'd be changing a diaper and just puke all over a baby. It would just drown in my barf. You know, I bet dads puke on babies all the time when they're changing diapers, and they just pick them up by a foot and take them over to the sink and wash them off. I bet that's happened to all of us. You know, for real, though, like, if I had kids, like, I'd fucking hang myself. <laughs> like, you know, the mom would walk in, I'd be hanging from the ceiling from a noose, and she'd be like, oh, daddy's doing his impression of a chandelier. These kids would be fucked. Fucked up out there, man. Fucked up world. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it, man. It's like we're on a giant rock that's floating around in space, spinning around a giant ball of fire. I'm supposed to pay taxes and wear pants. Don't do it. Exactly. It's like, I don't fucking get it. You know, it's like I'm trying to figure out this dating thing too. It's like I go on these apps and doing the swiping thing and. All these girls just seem so active. They're like in like workout outfits, like, you know, on a rock wall or like crazy yoga pose on the side of a mountain. Or like, you know, on a you know, selfie on a bike or doing something nuts. It's like, I don't want to fucking see that. I'll swipe left, swipe left. I want to see pictures of girls in their pajamas on couches. <laughs> this is where all the magic happens. It's like, I want to see, like, it would help if I could see, like, maybe, like, some hors d'oeuvres on the table, like, some chicken wings or pizza, and, like, how big your TV is. Like, if a girl had, like, a huge TV, and I could see, like, Rick and Morty on it, and, like, she had some, like, candy and chicken wings on the table, swipe right. <laughs> She's on a rock wall. I'm not going to go on a fucking rock wall with you. <laughs> how the hell are we going to connect on a rock wall? No, all the magic happens on the fucking couch. God damn it. You know, these apps, what they really should have is like an STD section where you can type in the STDs that you have. You know, you can, you know, your opening line would be so awesome. It'd be like, hey, baby, it's syphilis, us, not syphilis you. Right there. Yeah, exactly. And it's like... I mean, there's other uses for that, too. Like, uh, you guys tired of fucking ugly people? Who's tired of fuck? I'm tired of fucking ugly people. Oh, man. <laughs> you could find a 10 on there that's got crabs. I've done the research. It only takes four days to get rid of crabs. <laughs> and somebody with crabs probably has low enough self-esteem to fuck you. It's like, how's that opening line going to go? It's like, hey, baby, let's do this. Don't be shellfish. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Timothy Pizza. Also, uh, pro tip, crabs are the only uh, STD you can get rid of with uh, melting butter and boiling water. So, other way, B- melt, melted, boiling water and melted butter. Sorry, that's an Aaron Barrett joke I tried to steal, and I did not do it successfully. <laughs> Alaskan king crabs. Timothy Pizza, everyone. Yay. Clap for him one more time. Yay. Listen to Some Call Me Tim, the new 
the new podcast. It's going to be really, really great. And if you'd like to get booked on it, just contact me. We talk for an hour about uh, your connection or disconnection with religion or non-religion, depending on uh, what you believe in. I believe in medical marijuana, which is why I have lots and lots of treats for sale tonight to, uh, so I can live my life and pay my rent here. But your next comedian, I'm sure he has a real job, so he just does comedy on the side. I don't know. Are any of us ever going to get really paid to do comedy besides David Borey? Is this the dream that we all just walk around all day? drinking and smoking pot and then at night we go your next comedian uh he'd probably go running or something i don't think he'd be smoking pot all day he's a funny man though you're gonna love him put your hands together for ashton tate what's up i literally i had that same question in my mind when i was at work today like why am why are we doing this um but then you just like all thoughts that question reality you just push them to the side because who needs facts um so uh, I found I found this out. Hey Richard. Hey everybody. Found this out recently. The uh, the way to see whether or not you need to go to a doctor is uh, is if you type your question in online, and if the only place it goes is Yahoo Answers, you should probably go to the doctor. Because <laughs> um, like nah, I don't know if you guys still go on Yahoo, but uh, the someone listed their symptoms of cancer. And then the number one response was, uh, that's a Charlie horse. <laughs> so just got to, um, I don't know, keep doing stuff like that. But uh, I, do, I do have a job. Pam was correct. Um, I studied uh, finance and economics. And a lot of people were like, uh, when I tell that, not a lot of people, but some, they'll be like, oh, what did you just learn to be like evil? Um, you didn't really. I mean, I all, I just quickly figured out like how much my degree was worth while I was in school. That was that's what I learned in finance. So I was like, man, I gotta I gotta kind of work hard. Uh, but I think that would have been really cool, you know, to if like finance classes were about stereotypical business stuff, you know, like part of your education was looking out the so looking out the window and seeing protesters and just ignoring them. Or like whenever you had to answer a question in class, you like were in a swivel chair, and then you just turned around and answered the question. That would be pretty cool, right? And then if you got caught cheating, it, you would like you would do you would do well. They would you would get rewarded for that. That's what kind of uh, finance would be cool. Um, never protested. Uh, every protest, people if they're outside, they'll say, "What do we want?" X, whatever it is, and then they'll say, when do we want it? Now. Um, I feel like, you know, most people, if you were asking for more hours, you probably wouldn't want it right now. You'd want it like, you know, Monday. But nothing, nothing really rhymes with Monday or like Tuesday if Monday's a holiday, you know. So I think companies should just give it to employees now and see, uh, see if they still want it. So that's cool. You guys relate with that. This is... Uh, my friend, I've been stressing out a lot recently. My friend says I should try meditating to reduce stress. Uh, if it really did that, then why is every Buddhist monk loses hair? It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, I, uh, I'm usually, I, I try and uh, deliver the goods. That's what I like to call it. Fuck, there's no ladies in. Pam, I always say there's no ladies, and then I realize Pam's here. But, um... You guys ever, you guys ever uh, like, be late to, to throw out your trash? Has anyone here ever, like, thrown out the trash and had it be a euphemism for, like, a person? That's, uh, that's pretty, that would feel good. 
But uh, I've only thrown out literal trash, sometimes recycling, if I'm being honest. And uh, the, I don't, sometimes I'm late to throw out the trash so I catch, like, the garbage man as he's throwing it out. And so, like, you know, I try not to be mean and just, like, hand it to him and be like, yeah, do your fucking job. But I, I, don't, I don't do that. I try and, like, connect with him. You know, like, I'll run and then hand him the garbage, like, hey, work, huh? You know? Like... It's Friday somewhere. I don't know. I try and just connect with the uh, the garbage men, and uh, so like he'll take my garbage, and then I'll try and like water cool, talk with him about like a job I don't work at. That's 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 uh, something I, I struggle with. Um, I had a business opportunity one time. It's not an opportunity. It failed. But I had an idea that like, what if? This is what I was going to do. I created a business in my mind where you pay me to take down your trash. Eh? That's pretty good. No one's ever thought of that before, am I right? Except me. And so I, I tried it uh, once. The gate was locked. So I, uh, I went up to the person's door and I asked if they would be interested in this service. And they said no. And then I uh, never tried again. That's So if you're an entrepreneur, you got to stay with it. You got to stay with it. You got to not give up. Um, but I'm giving up right now. My time's done. Thank you so much. My name's Ashton. Have a good night. Ashton Day. And he was gifted an extra 30 seconds by Sweet Gail, who called in and wanted to say, wait, let me get another shot off your thing in a second. Sweet Gail, who, uh, did, I'm going to take another shot off Timmy's thing in a second here, but we're going to have our next comedian who would appreciate that I'm going to take a shot during his set. He's a tall drink of water that lives in his car. You guys are going to love him. It's Brady Hold. Yes, that's me. Take a shot, Pam. Enjoy life. Life, live in La Vida. Automotive. I do live out of my car. It's fun stuff. You guys, I can park anywhere I want. After dark, but I gotta be out before it's light. So I have a bit of a curfew, if you will. I was thinking about making some money with my car. <laughs> some money with my car. You know, not doing Uber. Everyone's doing Uber. I'm going to do Airbnb. That's right. I'll put it on uh, airbags and breakfast. You know? Uh, hit a breakfast drive through Do that all day. I uh, Maybe I should do Uber, though. You ever get into one of those Ubers and it's like a premium Uber? And it's like they've got mints or mouthwash in the back seat. I could be like, yeah, go ahead. Use my toothbrush in the bathroom, bathroom satchel there. You know, like Uber, work from home. I uh, I don't know what to do. I'm ready to hold it. You guys, let me just go to my phone because that's where the 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 genius lives, right? What what if you, as a comedian, shouldn't it be your dream to do a set on the Empire State Building, so that after you did a set where you just killed, you could drop the mic, and then kill somebody? off the side of the building. Because a penny could kill somebody. Imagine what a microphone could do. Drop the mic like it's going to kill somebody. Is there a test for meter maids? OK, hear me out. Because like, imagine uh, like they're, they're my Lex Luthor, these people. Uh, I it, Airline pilots, right? You can't be colorblind, right? Okay, meter maids, the meter blinks red or green, you know, so uh, 
Okay, that's all I really got. It's, uh, it's, it's not really, I guess uh, these failed wannabe cops have to have a job somewhere. You know, as a kid, I went dumpster diving for hidden treasure a lot, but as, a, as an adult, I, uh, I have sex with bitches and dive bars. It's pretty much the same thing. Uh, I'm dumpster diving for a cum dumpster. I, uh, yeah, it's Brady Holden. What a guy. Um, <laughs> did you guys hear about this guy in Kansas? He, like, he went to the bank, and he's like, put me in jail. I can't stand being with my wife. And then uh, I got to thinking, like, what's the truth behind that? Is it because her name's actually Peggy, and she pegs him, like, anally raping him with a strap-on penetrating men? Is that why? And then he's like, no, I can't stand it anymore. I can't do this. I want a big, hairy man with tattoos and sweat and hairiness. And that's, that's why I'm going to prison, so I can have gay sex. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, let's, we'll get through this together. Uh, my father's a hypnotist, as Ethan Albers likes to remind me every five minutes. And uh, I just hope and dream that one day I will, will uh, awaken from this, like maybe if somebody snaps their fingers or rings a bell, and he won't be my father. And uh, maybe, maybe just all of this will have been a, a beautiful dream, and I'm really some hilarious comedian's kid. Doug Stan Hopeless, or I don't know, Nick Swarston Light, or I don't, let's get out of here, guys. Let's just get out of here. Let's get out of here. You do, you do look like Nick Schwartz in light, it, or tall. Nick Schwartz in heavy. He's like, he's like half the size of you, but uh, yay. Brady Hold, everybody, Brady Hold. Changing your reality every day. Uh, your next comedian is a very funny man who doesn't have things to do during the days now, so I get to see him, hopefully, a lot, especially next week when we interview him on Some Call Me Tim. Uh, put your hands together right now, the very funny Matthew Quirk. Thank you, Pam. I'd like to open up by saying Burning Man sucks. <laughs> and uh, I could go on about that, but uh, instead I'm going to address for a second this issue that I have nothing to do. I have had in the past week two professional roller skating gigs and now I'm house-sitting, because I'm from the generation that has jobs. I work. I work, not like all you slackers. God damn it. You know, I, as I get older, I just see more and more the difference between us Gen Xers, uh, Xers and all you millennials, and the differences are getting extreme. I mean, I, I don't know where to begin with you guys. The, one of the early comedians was talking about the oncoming Armageddon. And I tell you what, man, we're just going to skip a generation with you guys. You're going to be wiped out. I mean, how are you going to survive in, in, in the future apocalypse? You guys are allergic to peanut butter and bread. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. I mean, bread is the thing like most closely associated with, a, with society, with civilization. Before bread, we were in huts. We invented bread, and we built cities. We can't trust you guys with bread. We can't trust you with civilization. It's as simple as that. And the fucking delusions you guys are under. 
Oh, I'm paleo. How come I'm not losing weight? I'm paleo. I don't know. You're not fucking paleo? I mean, it's just preposterous. You know what? You know what's paleo? Shivering. You guys shiver? A lot of shivering? That's paleo. You know why they wanted to get you eight hours of sleep? It's eight hours of shivering. That's why. Builds your core. You want to look why those guys were so ripped? They had all those hard-to-reach muscles? Fucking shivering. That'll do it. Go sleep outside tonight. You'll, I'll let you have a pelt, but get out there and shiver. Shit. It's way better than your fucking CrossFit. Man, I saw some special on CrossFit where they were like, they declared themselves the fittest people on earth. Man, how do you declare yourself the fittest athlete on anything without competing against brown and black people? It's just fucking more like burning CrossFit. <laughs> fucking. I'll let it sink in if I have to. Yeah, fucking big for nothing CrossFit. The guys are, those guys are like, you, you guys are coding and you're getting all fucking buff to code. Just, I can't, can't get enough. Oh, geez. And the fucking weed thing? Man, I've seen you guys devolve with marijuana. You know, back in 1987, when I was growing up, America ran out of weed. There was weed or no weed back then. We, we used to fucking hoard our roaches for Sunday and smoke them because they were special. You guys, you guys don't even know what roaches are, do you? It's a fucking thing of the past. Now you guys are arguing about which fucking shattered dab, vape pen, red Congolese special club you should go to. You don't know how to suffer for weed. You don't know how to suffer. Man, it's terrible. Oh, already? Because now I've seen you with that fucking vape pen and your fucking Pokemon go walk off a cliff app. Man, you guys are, uh, we used to be homo sapiens looking each other in the eye, and now you're a bunch of homo sativas and homo indicas all fucking hunched over that nav app because you've lost your ability to find your friends in a park. It's pathetic. You're doomed. You're just doomed. Oh, that bell came, that, that horn came a little too early because I haven't even gotten started on pussy yet. I guess I'll just have to wait till next time on that. All right, in conclusion, Burning Man sucks. Matthew Quirk, yay. Yelling at millennials, it is so effective. It is so effective. I believe in everything you said, though. Uh, I will follow the Church of Non-Millennial. I will follow you. We'll talk about it next week on Some Call Me Too, where we will interview Matthew Quirk at 2 o'clock. Your next comedian, uh, she's a lovely lady. I barely recognize her when she walked in the door because she's wearing a ponytail, and she always has her lovely locks flowing. Not that I objectify every female comedian that comes in, but I do. Uh, your next comedian, funny lady, put your hands together, Florentina Tanase. guys you know okay i was just thinking i know you don't have like you know how some people when they like go into a room they have their own theme song which your matthew matthew quirk it should be quirk 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 all i do is quirk 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 and shit on the generation of the future just a thought (laughs) i like the shit man uh couldn't imagine a time with with where there was a weed shortage. 
Did you guys vape back then? No? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, they say women who are spinsters have a lot of cats. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm an observational comic. <laughs> so how come the sign says lost cat and not found boyfriend? <laughs> that was stupid. I, I had something to add to that. Oh, yeah. Well, because if you date a lot of dogs, you'd want a lot of cats around you afterwards. Bam! Shitting on men. Mm. And then they're, they already have the litter box because they don't, you know, spinsters don't go out and have vacation, so it's like their own little sandcastle. But then the cats pee on it. Okay, that's... No, that was stupid. That was dumb. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to go on to my intelligent jokes. You can't shit on Burning Man if you know La Playa. Or what is it? What is it called? The Plaza? The Playa. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, guys. I play the piano, too. And it's cool. I'm learning this song, and at the end, I had to hit this very low note. But I have a cheap piano, and it won't play the freaking note. Um, so I feel like the piano's playing me. I hate that. I hate that a lot. You guys ever see the women who uh, pencil in their eyebrows? No, like they have no eyebrow. I pencil, no, forget it. <laughs> With no eyebrows. Like they just look like a white sheet of paper. And then, not you. <laughs> Katie, I like your eyebrows a lot. Not shitting on anyone in this room, but have you guys ever seen the women who, who pencil in their eyebrows and think, like, Elon Musk is right? Um, we are just in an alien-simulated computer game coloring book for aliens. What you drawing there, E31020? Girl going to get her pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. That's morbid. You know they destroyed the earth. That's how America died um, for this joke. <laughs> no! Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I don't wanna. I think we watched that same CrossFit documentary the same day, but I lost like 10 calories because I masturbated to it. They're so freaking hot. Have you seen it? Are you sure? It's on my DVR. All right, one more. No. No. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for sex robots because I'm tired of acting the part. Because women can multitask, and, and like I sometimes I just want to, like, I could do the sex, but I also want to like do the TV part, and uh, and we just like guys. I guess you guys get offended by that, right? Yeah. Never, because women can multitask. We can multitask so well that we can have sex and be disappointed at the same time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm Florentina. Keep it going for E31020. I'm kidding. Florentina Tanaze, yay!
she has pretty eyebrows. Yay! My mom, actually, incidentally, I haven't seen them yet, but she had her eyebrows tattooed on, and I heard she looks permanently surprised. Uh, I don't talk to my mom because she doesn't approve of comedy, but uh, I think that her tattooing her eyebrows on is pretty fucking funny. Your next comedian. He's another funny guy. I finally understand how to pronounce his last name. Put your hands together for Hunter Uniac. Kill it if you try. How are you guys doing tonight? My uh, my mom has her eyebrows tattooed too, but the crazy part is she her eyebrows actually grew back. I don't have a joke for that. She looks fucking crazy. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about some depressing shit tonight. Yeah, you guys ready? Yeah. I found out recently that for the past five years, my father's been addicted to meth. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame myself for not realizing it, because he's from Ireland. They're like the white trash of the British anyway, so his teeth were really fucked up. You know, like, how do I describe Does his teeth look like if a crack addict was able to make a military graveyard? You know, they're just all there pearly white, but you throw someone with OCD in there, and they'll fucking kill themselves. Uh, I don't know how the OCD person throwing it in my father's mouth would work out, but that's something for another day. Uh, but yeah, there's a silver lining in this. Like, he's at that he's at that stage of tweaking where now I get I can really fuck with him. You know, like little things. Like I'll put my um, phone. To, uh, what do you call it? What the fuck, do you call that thing? Ringtone. But close enough. Yeah, put my ringtone on for a police siren once a month. Um, I invited my family over for a barbecue and I put all the chairs in a circle. Told them it was an intervention. It wasn't. I don't know. I don't have an end to that joke, so I'm just gonna move on. Uh, I hate technology. It's fucking stupid. I'm 22, I still hate it for some reason. Um, it does too much for us at the same time. Like on the same device, I should not be able to watch the most vigorously ball-slappingest porn ever, have my grandmother call me, and then give that same device to a small toddler to have him shut the fuck up on a car ride for five minutes. <sighs> I don't know. I really hate technology. I hate Facebook. Uh, when Gene Wilder passed away, I saw the notification on Facebook. And that hit me, you know, close to the heart. And then right below that, Cheech and Chong presented me 14 ways necrophilia was okay. It's fucking, I, I, I had a joke for that too, but I'm still working on that. These are all half jokes right now. Like, if they're funny, it's okay. Um, hmm, what else am I gonna talk about? Fuck it, that's it. Hunter Uniac! And... Let us, let us learn by example from the king. When you have nothing to say, just get off stage if you want to. You don't have to stay. And you can give your time to someone else. Yay, clap your hands for Hunter. You guys should be clapping more because you're the ones that are going to receive his extra time. Yay. All right, your next comedian. Another funny guy. Uh, big part of the comedy scene. You can see his new show on Thursdays. It's the only singles mixer and comedy show at the same time. Uh, I believe he's running that with Ab. Hey, put your hands together. It's Richard Savate! Yeah, let me clarify. Yeah, no, that's, that's Troy Moyd's show. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was, Why uh, were you pumping it? Are you on it? Yeah, I was on it yesterday. Oh, That's oh, why okay, I posted okay. it. Yeah, no, no, I, I just posted about it because the picture for the show was just two white people like nuzzling, and I, I just thought it was funny that Stroy was producing a show and used two white people on the flyer. Um, I don't know. And then I just posted about how that picture sells more tickets than any other picture. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> I'm. Not, it's not my show. Uh, let's see. 
I uh, tied this uh, friendship bracelet on myself. Still feel lonely. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the joke. It's just like a self-contained thing. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, so yes, my name is Richard. Uh, it's, it's, people are like, that doesn't sound very Indian. I don't Sometimes I try to get away with it by saying like, it's actually just super traditional. <laughs> like if you go really far back. You know, like obviously for the past thousand years, people in India have had names like, you know, like Prithik and, you know, Srivastava and all that. Uh, but if you go back like 5,000 years to the ancient Indus Valley, uh, people actually had names like, you know, Jocelyn and Steve. <laughs> this is just a, so it's just really authentic. Um, uh, people say uh, if you want somebody to love you, you have to first love yourself. And uh, so I say, well, okay, so if I just love myself, then other people will love me. Like, well, no, if you are just loving yourself because you want someone else to love you, then you're not really loving yourself. And I'm like, oh, but the reason I don't love myself is because other people don't love me. Like, well, if you want other people to love you, then you have to love yourself. And that's how I wasted two years in therapy. <laughs> Still at the same fucking place. <laughs> I was reading this article online, it said it was uh, nine reasons you're still single. And I was like, fuck, nine reasons. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like, you know, if it's one or two, like, I could do something. <laughs> it's like, uh, can you imagine if you took your car to the mechanic and they're like, listen, you cannot drive this thing out of here until we fix these nine things. <laughs> Just like, here, uh, take, I mean, first of all, the, the, the engine's overheated, so the head gasket's blown. And then second of all, the transmission is leaking, so you need that replaced. And third, because the transmission was leaking, that went to the brake system. You've got to have that whole thing replaced. And fourth of all, you've been uh, lowering the clutch too slowly, so that's all worn down. And fifth, take a look at the timing belt. It's all stretched out. You've got to get that replaced. And sixth, because that was stretched out, all the pistons started smashing the valves, and so now you need a valve job. And seventh, take a look at the air filter. It's all clogged up. And eighth, because of the air filter being clogged, the pistons have all this like carbon buildup, and so you can't ignite the ignition. And ninth of all, you know, your car has no wheels. <laughs> it has no wheels. How are you driving? At this point, you would be like, just throw the car away. <laughs> maybe driving, I, maybe I don't need to drive. Maybe Muni is okay. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, my dating life is Muni. <laughs> <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, nine, like nine reasons, like I guess I'll just get started. Just go down the path. I don't know, maybe by the time I'm like 85 in the nursing home, I'll be all good to go. You know, just like, uh, hello ladies. I've worked through Cosmo's nine reasons <laughs> for, for still being single and uh, I'd just like to announce that I'm now a viable dating option. <laughs> Come at me, girls. <laughs> All right, that's good enough for me. Thanks, guys. Richard Zarvate! Totally dateable. Now and into his 60s or 70s. That might have been an 80-year-old man. Yay, Richard Zarvate, yay! All right, uh, your next comedian just uh, seduced my cat. 
but she just brought me a bunch of cat uh, craves, cat food, amazing little treats that have filling in them. And he's going to be the happiest cat. He's going to masturbate on me more often than usual. Uh, Thank you to our next comedian, Ginny Hogan. Uh, I'm not crying. I just put eye drops in. Because I have an eye droop. I don't know if you guys can see. Uh, I like trying to wear so much makeup that people just think that I did my makeup badly and not that my face is like defunct, but uh, it's working. People keep telling me how terrible my makeup looks. Um, actually, I think today is like kind of the inflection point in terms of like my eyes like almost all healed, but I'm still like wearing makeup to try to look nice. So I think like, or it's like the peak, like this is like the best I'm going to look for the next like year because uh, once my eye is healed, it's going to be the same old. Um, yeah, get excited. I feel like, I feel like Connor laughing at the two years of wasted therapy is like the loudest I've ever heard you laugh. <laughs> it was like a very deep, very pain. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good you wasted less time. Um, I uh, Do you guys think if there's like a handicapped bathroom and there are no handicapped people around, it's like fine to use it? Yeah. yeah. What if there's like a handicapped person like in the bathroom? Is it still, no? Not okay? Uh, there's like a... It's good to know. There's like a this. You guys heard of this term butterface? Like where you know it's like, a, and it comes from like it's a girl with an ugly face. Yeah, Thornton <laughs> is like I get it a lot. <laughs> um, it's like a girl with like an ugly face, but like a hot body. I would like point out an example. There's usually an example. Uh, not enough women in the crowd. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a. Um, so it's a, basically, it comes from like, I didn't get it at first because I was like, butter's delicious. Like, why are we, why are we associating with ugly faces? But it comes from like, she's really hot or she's got a great body, but her face, just okay. Um, except like you could just do it. It doesn't make sense. You could just do it the other way around. Like you could be like, she doesn't have a very good body, but her face, it's really cute. Uh, but I, my issue with that is that it's sexist because it uses a feminine pronoun. Like, what do I say to describe a guy who has, like, a hot body but an ugly face? Like, a buttest face? Like, <laughs> really cute. Buttest face. Uh, I think the butt is the operative word there, though, so it's fine. I don't think anyone gets their periods anymore, right? This is, like, it's done. Like, you do? All right, you're like living in the past or something, Oakland over here. Like I'm so, uh, it's like retro, it's like cool and hipster. Like that's why they're doing it in Oakland. Cause like everyone's like on such intense birth control that like they don't get their periods. Like it is retro at this point. Um, but I, people are so judgy if you're not on birth control, you know? Like a girl can be like doing coke and like drunk driving and chain smoking. And then she like says she's not on birth control and everyone's like, oh my God, like make better life choices. <laughs> Uh, that's the only reason I'm on birth control. Like, I don't even have sex. It's just like I don't want other women to judge me. Um, just like why I think women do most things that they seemingly do for men. It's not for that. <laughs> to avoid the judgment of other women. Uh, but I worry about these girls in high school today because a lot of them just go on birth control right away and they never get their periods. And I, I worry like they're not building up the right life skills. Like if you never get your period, like what do you say like when you don't want to have sex? You know, like do you just like say no? Like. <laughs> Seems kind of rude. I don't know. <laughs> uh, like, what do they say when they want to get out of like running the mile in gym class with their male gym teacher? You know, like I just worry, and I, I'm concerned that they don't know how to like insert tampons or anything. Like, man, I feel like they're probably just like learning how to like code or whatever, but they're not building up the important skills, getting proficient in tampon insertion. Plus, tampons today—it's like the fancy push pop kind, you know? Like, I don't even have to deal with like the cardboard. <laughs> I haven't used a tampon in a really long time uh, because of my birth control, but I know that it's gotten a lot fancier. Uh, 
Let me see if I had anything else to say on this subject of uh, menstruation. Um, yeah, but I think menstruation is going to make a comeback. That's what I'm saying. It's going to make a comeback because, like, Kendall Jenner is going to, like, Instagram a picture of her, like, at the VMAs, like, black pants, being like, don't want to leak. And then, like, Gap's going to run, like, a Back to Basics campaign with, like, the boyfriend jeans and have, like, a pad inside or something. Uh, and then we're all going to be, like, demanding that the birth control let us menstruate regularly. Okay, I'm Ginny. Bye. Bye. Ginny yeah, the new tampon technology, it has like pearls in it or something. It's like so sleek. <laughs> you put it in and it's like pretty lubricated or something. I don't know how it works. I don't use tampons either. I just bleed all over rags every month. All right. Uh, hey, I just think to talking about menstruation is normal. Fuck this red tent shit, right? And none of this weird old Jew stuff where you got to be 2,000 yards away in a tent when you're bleeding. I'll bleed right in your face, brother. All right. Uh, it just happens. It's a, uh, hey, making babies is so fun or not. Uh, Layla isn't here. It would have been a great segue because she's uh, Jewish too and she would know that red tent thing. Uh, but your next comedian, he is a red man. He's from, not like Indian, like the red man, like, not like racist like that, but like from Russia where like they're reds, you know, like Ruskies, right? A little different kind of red. Not period red, not Native American red, but like Russian red. All right, put your hands together. It's Gene Feld. Golden Thank you, everyone. Keep it going for Comrade Benjamin. She's doing an excellent job here, I think. Ginny, I really enjoyed your set. I love period dramas. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? This is two for one. Wow, this is too good. Better not fuck up the third one to not ruin the streak. Oh, have you guys seen this movie with Brad Pitt? It's like a heist. It's like, what's the heist movie with Brad Pitt? What's it called? The Big Short. That's the one I was thinking about. Um, I guess, I don't know, at some point, it's time to realize that you're kind of an asshole. Like, in a sense that, like, I'm really bad at lying if it's for the reason of making someone else feel better. I just can't myself to do it. Like, I would never be able to, like, lose on purpose, like, just let someone win. Like, chances are I would lose anyways, so just, you know, the, the, the effect would be the same. Uh, but, um, but I wouldn't be in it. <laughs> Um, procrastination is interesting. I think like, it keeps you really busy, which is good. Uh, it also really makes it difficult to plan. You know, for like any given thing, like even you know, someone gives you something to do at work, like you have no idea how much Wikipedia research is going to go into it, because because you don't know un until you start, right? It's you know, somebody like your boss asks you like bring the coffee, and you're like oh. Coffee, coffee. Oh, I did not realize that the Arabs brought coffee into <laughs> Europe in 613. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. What does it say about Europe? Uh, anyways, you guys watch the show Narcos? Mm -hmm. 
It's an awesome show. I think like one of the best uh, achievements of the war on drugs is actually shows like <laughs> The Wire and Narcos. Um, anyways, you know, the, the second season is out and Okay, surprise, you guys, it's about Pablo Escobar, so I'm not, it's not gonna be a showstopper to tell you that he dies at the end of the season. It's not like I'm spoiling anything. But if one, in one of the later episodes, he starts having these like flashbacks slash hallucinations, and one of them is him being like basically coronated as the president of Colombia. And he just like walks into the presidential palace like he's the boss and like all the military salutes him. He's got like this big medal here. And then he walks into the office of the president. Oh no, then he lights up a joint, walks into the office of the president and like gives it to him and then shake hands and the president just, you know, takes a puff and goes like, yeah, you know, good shit. And I'm like, it's so mean that they base that entire scene on Donald Trump's reason to want to be president. Um, you know, being in San Francisco for a while, at some point you have to ask yourself, like, am I kinky? <laughs> like, is it masochism to get so stoned that you can't even move and yet turn on the Food Network? Right, and, and if it is, like exactly what kind of a relationship is it, right? It's, uh, is it poly, because it's a network, right? There's, that, that suggests multiple. Uh, is it a gangbang? That could, it, could, it could go either way, I think, on this one. Anyways, thanks very much, guys. Gene. Gene Feld! I love your accent. I want to talk communism with you at some point. You should actually come on the Some Call Me Tim podcast and we'll talk about your godless uh, country, <laughs> Russia. No, it's okay. No, but that's the whole thing is that the podcast is about your relationship or not relationship. And we were taught when I was growing up as a Christian that everyone in Russia was like, they're not allowed to be Christian. If you want to be Christian, you have to hang out in a bunker underneath the city streets and they're going to kill you. I'm like, I don't think Russia's like that. But maybe you can come on. We'll talk about it. Uh, but yay for his jokes. Yay. All righty. Moving right along. Your next comedian. He got held up at work. I heard that traffic today was like a bitch. Like fucking. There was a Wells Fargo that got robbed. And like a, yesterday there were cars overturned. I don't know what's going on. But uh, your next comedian is here to make you laugh. And uh, he brought me a beer too. So he gets an extra minute. Put your hands together and enjoy it. He's going to tie you up and make you listen to his comedy. It's Ken Suzuki. Oh, thank you. Pablo dies at the end. What? I know. Who, wait, who, who are we talking about? He's not alive anymore? No. What? Oh my god. Dude. The, that motherfucker I bought my coke from on the street lied to me about his name. All right. Uh, uh, thank you, Pam. Thank you once again for giving me the time and the forum to talk to you all about my perversities. Thank you so much. And we all have a perverse side to us. No? For example, I got a good friend of mine who once told me, once told me, said, Ken, the one acceptable place to use the N-word is in the bedroom. 
That's what he said. He said, Ken, you can get away with it. One, one place you can get away with it is in the bedroom. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I agree with that, sir. In fact, I think that's the last place in the world you'd want to hear the N-word. Because unless we're role-playing, hearing the word no means something is going horribly wrong. And I was like, and I don't have a Stanford swim record to make it all better. Topical. Hitting you with the topicals. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Forget a bit I've already done multiple times. Uh, developing an app. I'm not all about tying people up and fucking them, okay? I'm productive, okay? I tie, I'm, I'm, developing, okay? I'm developing an app. I'm developing an app, it's a game, and I think it'll be really successful. It's just like Pokemon Go. Because just like Pokemon Go, you walk around the world looking for things that aren't really there, but feel good to think about finding. Affordable housing go. Mm, fuck me. Fuck, marry, and kill. You guys play this game, fuck, marry, kill? Did you know that in the world of the Mantis, they're all the same? Speaking of really hot sex, anybody ever been to a female Cairo? A female chiropractor, man. The other people that manipulate your I find it, like, I love going to having a female chiropractor because there's just something so hot knowing that she could just kill me just like that at any moment. I'm getting my neck adjusted. Oh. Kitty, you're a masseuse. You don't like to get down and dirty. You're like, I'm gonna, man, I'm gonna eat with a little bit of your muscles to be sore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to do some rolling. Uh oh, sure. <laughs> oh, my God. But I don't know. It's because I like my sex. I think sex is hottest with just a little bit of danger, you know? Have you guys ever been fucked with a gun in your mouth? It is so hot. I mean, hotter than jet fuel melting steel beams. Fuck all of you, it is September. This entire month, I'll be making a lot of inside jokes. And I don't care how hacky it is either. But really, I mean, whether it's getting fucked with a gun in your mouth, waterboarding without any signal, or raw dogging it at Burning Man, you really don't know who you are until you've come under really high-stakes situations. You know, that was the only bit I wanted to work out, and this is not taking up even a minute and a half talking about raw dogging it at Burning Man. Going home and being like, oh, it burns. What I pee in? Just grabbing at hacky strings. So I think I'm going to call it a night. All of you, thank you. Praise Molek. Give the owl god his blood. And stay woke, motherfuckers. 67. Give the owl god his blood. What? <laughs> Ken Suzuki, everybody. Yay. Wow. Give the owl god his blood. I think someone needs to get a tattoo of that on themselves. Uh, with a cool picture of an owl. Put a bird on it. Your next comedian. Uh, She's a funny lady. She takes great pictures. She's super funny. I really enjoy hanging out with her. She's going to make you laugh right now. Clap wildly like you haven't clapped yet. For Katie Corns! I got a big tip um, because of you today, Pam. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, here's what happened. I was massaging like I do. I do, I do touch people. I do like touching people. I love touching people. <laughs> 
I really do. Um, but here's the thing. So I was working on his inner thigh. He had some hip things going on, and I was over here with my elbow, and I was hand with my phone. His eyes were closed. It was fine. He didn't notice. But I was trying to get on the show. I was trying to do the, the tasks. So I was paying attention to my phone. What I did not notice was my necklace. And my necklace was just over and over and over and again. So he gave me a really big tip. So thank you, Pam. That was, that was real good. Um, massage is such a weird career. You know, I, I do it and people think I care. Like my face says I care. Um, and I do. I do care about tips. So now that's going to be my new thing is just, I'm not touching them. So it, it, it seems like I could get away with that, right? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thinking. It looks like I care, and I don't. Um, I'm not really good with small talk. I think we should get rid of how are you, yeah. right? Because no one fucking cares how you are. They just want to say how they are. So they're like, hey, how are you? I can't wait for them to ask me, right? I think we should just get rid of it. Um, I don't like it. We should also get rid of um, did you come, because... <laughs> Right? Because if you have to ask, you didn't. You just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Um, Ken, you were talking about Pokemon Go. I've invented a new game as well, actually. Um, it's on the street. It's free. It's very exciting. Um, is it human shit or dog shit? Um, that's what I've been doing. So that's what I've been doing. I've also, I've been trying to do a lot of free things. I'm broke. That's what's happening right now in my life. Just really, really broke. And uh, so I've been going hiking a lot, and, and San Francisco people have been ruining that as well. It's fucked up. You see all these women with like their camel packs, you know, and their Lululemons, and their walking stick that turns into a selfie stick. Because God forbid you go hiking and you don't take a fucking selfie. How else are you going to enjoy exercise or nature? People in technology suck, is what I'm saying. They do suck. Um, I went to Zenga. Zynga. You, Zynga, you told me. I've been saying it wrong for at least six months. That's all right. <laughs> um, they make words with friends and uh, Farmville. So a company that really is contributing to the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, they had everything there. It, I, it was just so awkward. I walked in being like a spy because I know I hate all of what San Francisco makes, you know? So I walked in being like, ah, I'm gonna steal your shit, <laughs> suckers. And um, you have to give me your mother's maiden name and a blood sample and sign a little waiver. It says, what happens at Zynga stains at Zynga. Um, of course, I was crossing my fingers because I'm a liar. And uh, so what happened was, they just had all the things. They had refrigerators full of like, LaCroix, 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 LaCroix? It's the crux, right? That's what it is. The sparkling water, everyone likes it. Everyone loves it. But they had all of the flavors, and even, one, even ones that we actually don't know about, like Red Bull and cocaine. <laughs> it was great, so I'm going to go have more of that. Uh, thank you, guys. Someday I'll be hard-pressed to... Red Bull and cocaine. That goes together like cocaine and waffles. Yeah. Like comedy and Kata Carnes. Yay, Kata Carnes, yay. All righty. Yeah, cocaine and waffles. I was in some movie or something, or somebody said that when I was on cocaine once. I don't remember. It's hard to remember things. You know what I'm talking about? Leo Gold make it yet? Haven't seen her. That's cool. 
Uh, Adam Rubenfeld making in. I haven't seen him either. That's fine. No problem. Moving right along. Jesse Warren, not in the house or in the hizzy. Uh, but I know who is. She's actually on the show at 8 o'clock tonight called My Strange Ex Relationship. She's going to do a set for you guys right now. Clap wildly for Allison Hooker. Where you are, where you are is somewhere over by the bar. I like that song. Wow, I wasn't ready to get up here. That's exciting. Hi. Um, I really love for the show that's happening tonight, there was a discussion going on. It was great. It's super funny. Ginny, I love that your ex got tagged on a post about his sex life that everyone wanted to comment on in San Francisco. It also looks like he's a comedian. I totally started checking him out. <laughs> yeah, I want some of that bathroom floor sex. Yeah, the plumbing problem. Um, so I'm just gonna, I have a, another show tomorrow that I, I'm just gonna dust off an old little old bit because I haven't had any time to write lately, but I'll be writing again soon, so sorry if you've heard this. Uh, but I really do wanna talk about my tits. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I was actually trying to smack my titties on a guy's face the other night and he broke his nose on my chest bone. <laughs> Um, I actually, I even am wearing a little bit of padding right now. They're, they're really, they're really not much there. And they're also really far apart. It's like they don't get along. You know, I'm like, guys, you are on the same team. You know, like one of you gets sucked on more, both of you will. So I recently went into Victoria's Secret, um, Ginny, <laughs> the lady in the room, or Pam, have you ever been sized at Victoria's Secret? Yeah? How was it for you? What cup are you? I'm not a C cup, I know that. I'm like barely a B, but they always want to make me a C and I don't understand why. Uh, are you serious? That's what happens to you? Absolutely. They, they pretend like I have, I don't know if they're taking the back fat and move it in front. I don't know what's happening. Wait, maybe this is just what they're doing. Ginny, what are, you're a C. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because I was going to say it's a fucking confidence boost because I cruised in there. The lady wanted to size me. I was like, oh no, that's okay. I usually just go to the section with the most A's in a row. You know, it's like shopping for batteries. <laughs> But she insisted, and then she told me, Pam, that I was a C. I, what? So I just kind of looked at her uh, like I didn't really, um, well, there's not, it's hard to show. Again, I'm wearing a bit of, and so I just kind of looked at her like, you know, stunned. And she started to explain, she's like, no, actually, cup size has a lot less to do with how big they actually are. It has a lot more to do with how far the cup has to reach. Fuck it, it wasn't really that interesting. I wasn't really listening to her. I was like, you need to move out of my way because <laughs> I need to get to my C section. I mean, not my C section, but my section with all the C's in it. And I was so excited. And, and guys, if you don't know this, in Victoria's Secret, actually, uh, bras are categorized where like the smaller the bra size, the higher up they are in drawers. And as the drawers get lower, the bras are getting bigger. I was like fucking totally bent over down there. Like the bigger your tits are, the more you're in. I think they do that on purpose. But I was so excited. I was like down there in my C drawer, just letting everyone know, like, yeah, I'll be shopping down here, way down here. I'm a C cup. Turns out that I'm a C. This lady was like, okay, put your shirt back on. <laughs> just a bad attitude. And then I went to the checkout counter. I was like, yeah, so kind of a big day for me. You know, I'll just be purchasing these. Um, just found out that I, I'm a C. And now I just figured out why it's like my back has been just bothering me all these years, just carrying these like C's around, you know? She was completely unamused. She was like, this happens all the time. And apparently, in this room, it really does. <laughs> uh, but I was like, okay, no, you don't understand. This is like the best day of my life. 
She's like, no, 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 I mean Cindy. She's new. Uh, apparently she's like nearsighted and farsighted, so she's just really getting those measurements wrong. Whatever, I wasn't listening to her either. <laughs> I was like, you need to finish ringing me up because I've got to go update my resume. I added cup size to my LinkedIn. I got a bumper sticker. You guys have been great. Thank you so much. I hope you come to the show later. Allison Hogar. I, I mean, you're definitely an A cup. <laughs> like, like, if we took our shirts off together in the bathroom, like, I might look like a C cup compared to you. But these are, these are barely a B. Yeah, the, and the thing is, you can't really tell anymore these days because everyone puts chicken cutlet in the side of their bras, so you don't even know what's real and what's not real, really, right? Like, it's just chicken cut. You can fake it. Mine are actually fake tits. Oh, are they really? Wow. For <laughs> Concepts for another show, boob jobs. and I've had, two, I've, I've had one nose job, but I broke my nose three times after, so it didn't take. <laughs> I'll be a Jew forever. Uh, Adam Rubenfeld's still not here. No Jesse Warren. Oh, he is here. There, he walked in. He snuck in. I'll turn the lights on so we can see you. You just snuck right in. Uh, hey, super funny guy. I uh, love him very much. Was very active today on the, uh, on, the, on the funnies, on the commenting, which makes me so happy when you guys have fun when I make you do things. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Put your, it was fun. I was really... <laughs> Intrigued by all the weird shit that everybody talked about today. Literally weird shit in the shower. Uh, but that was, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was sex, but it's another word for shit. Anyways, uh, he's super funny. You guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together. It's Jesse Warren. Yeah, today's activity was fun. I think the ones that are more vulnerable are the most fun. So, like today, we had to share about like relationship stuff, and people like Ginny overshare. <laughs> So, like, it's just always fun to watch people do that, make mistakes. She tags people. She tags her ex-boyfriends in her fucking posts. You guys see that shit? She's like, yeah, me and my ex. Can I talk about this, Jenny? Like, no, it's a secret. Okay, all right. Me and my ex. She's like, me and my... I know. That was It's public. It's on Facebook, so I don't feel bad. But Ginny was talking about how she and her ex used to fuck in her bathroom, turn the shower on, and like her mom would talk, would say something shitty about the dude's bowels or something. And then she's like, tag. All right, tag. No, I'm just going to make fun of you for five minutes. She, ta she tagged her ex. And then in another separate, you only had to make one post for like this whole thing to go down. She makes a second post about a separate ex tags him also about sex so both of them can see who the other who jenny has been fucking that's crazy you like uh, and I then feel... you got tagged and i thought you were one of the exes and i'm like jenny's fucking jesse <laughs> what's yeah, going on no, be... i'm starting your time right now oh, okay cool oh sweet yeah <laughs> yeah all right so jenny's facebook is <laughs> yeah uh all right that's cool Sorry, Jenny. Um, you're fun on Facebook, though. Uh, I uh, I just found out that the girl uh, I'm dating is allergic to latex. It's a huge bummer, because I had just bought all these gloves and cleaning supplies. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to do now. Throw them out. <laughs> do you guys know the game Kill, Fuck, Mary? 
All right, I don't know. All right, so just to reiterate, it's you choose uh, the three names. You get to choose one you kill, you get to choose one to fuck, and you get to choose one to marry, okay? And you can only choose one for each. Uh, but I don't understand why that makes sense because isn't it kind of implied that the person that you, you also get to fuck, like the person that you kill? Isn't that also? But I'm not going to. That's the last time I tried that joke. All right. Uh, did, did I deliver it wrong? All right, whatever, Jenny. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't understand kissing in the rain. I don't understand it. I think it's inconvenient. I don't understand why girls are into that idea. I think it sounds like a drag. In movies, they, they make it seem so cool because the last shot in a movie is like in Silver Linings Playbook, right? Uh, the last scene was them just kissing in the rain. Just kissing in the rain looks great. They're like laughing for some reason. Ha 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 They're laughing, kissing in the rain, and then the movie ends. But they don't, you don't get to see what happens after the movie ends because now they stop kissing, and they're like, oh, fuck. Like, fucking, I'm soaking wet. They call an Uber. Dude pulls up. He's like, no, you can't get in my car. You, the, you're way too wet. Um, what else should he, her makeup's just running down her face, mascara, she's bleeding mascara. I don't know, I think it sounds like a bummer <laughs> to kiss in the rain. Nobody's ever kissed me in the rain. I'd love to kiss in the rain. <laughs> sounds really cool. Uh, what's, what's the deal with Taylor Swift? I think she's, uh, I think she's kind of over... I think she's kind of delusional. I think she like over romanticizes a bunch of stuff in her life. Like she thinks everything is like some kind of fairy tale when in reality, like from other people's perspective, it's just like, no, this is just normal stuff. She has a song called Style where she talks about how her and some dude are never going out of style. All right, uh, and the first verse begins um, with uh, Taylor saying, Midnight, he picks me up sometime around midnight. I'm like, Taylor, it's just a booty call, dude. <laughs> he texted you at midnight, he's picking you up. There's nothing romantic about that. I don't know why she's making it out to be this thing that's bigger than it is. But the dude, the dude's perspective is totally different than that. It's like really giving me some insight into like the differences between what a girl is thinking, what the dude is thinking. Because that dude's probably just like, yeah, Taylor's crazy. She'll probably meet up with me right now. But Taylor's all like, all right, I don't want to listen to this joke anymore. So, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, Kissing in the rain, Taylor Swift. Uh, I really think I'm a rapper at heart. I think um, I really should be a rapper. Uh, I think it's an ideal form of self-expression. Um, like this rapper called Chief Keef, who has a song called Don't Like, where he goes, fake shoes, that's that shit I don't like. Fake trues, fake true religion jeans, that's that shit I don't like. And he just continues to list off stuff he isn't very fond of, and that's all the song is. And he made millions and millions of dollars on this song, which is dope because he made millions of dollars just complaining about some dude's wardrobe. All right, thank you guys. Jesse Warren, we have to be new best friends because we're going to sing karaoke together because you obviously know all the lyrics to Taylor Swift and you're such a good singer. 
so we'll go out on a Friday night. Every, every, every last Friday of the month, it's karaoke at Bender's right up the street. We'll have to go, and you should sing some Taylor Swift, and everyone will probably throw tater tots at you. All right. He's too pretty to throw tater tots at. Come on. Uh, that was, yay. Clap for Jesse Warren. At least for his singing stylings and his knowledge of Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, is my favorite dirtbag here Zach Wiseman? No. Nope, he's off doing acid in the park somewhere. Uh, Or other fun drugs. He gave me a bunch of acid the other day and I've been too afraid to take it. Even though I've had all these days off because I'm not working very much, I'm like, I'm too afraid to take Zach's acid. He's like, it's not that crazy or anything. And I'm like, well, that's coming from you. (laughs) So like, do I take half? It's like, how do you take half of acid? You don't know where it is on the, anyway. You gotta eat the whole thing. You gotta either have fresh breath or get really high. I don't want, I'm scared. I'm scared. Uh, I'm not scared of our next comedian. He had a great show. Um, he produces a really great show at the Woods Brewery in Oakland on the first Tuesday of the month called My Greasy Sons. I have no idea why that's the name of it, but they have really delicious $5 empanadas and that smell up the whole place like awesome. And they have this beer that has caffeine in it that made it so I could not sleep I was so fucked up. I had two of those. And Steve Poggi was like, get a third. I'm like, I can't drink any more caffeine beer. I'm, I, I laid awake all night, like, trying not to have sex dreams about your next comedian. Put your hands together. It's Connor Doherty. That's good beer. Because like, I, I can't, like, stay awake at parties and shit. So I used to, in college, I would have, like, coffee in one hand and beer in the other. And I was like, double f-. I, like, tried to play it off like I was doing something cool and everyone knew what was going on. But I, li- I like that beer. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you guys ever see something on Facebook and it just, like, just, like gets a, a huge reaction out of you? You know what I'm saying? I was on Facebook the other day and I saw someone was talking about, was saying anxiety disorders aren't real. It's just in your head. And I was looking at it and I just like, I was like, what a relief. Oh man. All this time I thought I had a like well-documented medical disorder. Oh, I've just been fucking suffering for no reason. It's good. It means you can laugh at it. People don't like to laugh at mental illness jokes, but it turns out mental illness isn't real. (laughs) So fucking get in on the party. Laugh at this shit. Oh, man. And I was just thinking, like, yeah, you know, I haven't had a panic attack in, like, almost three years, and, like, what have I accomplished in that time? Nothing, right? I'm too busy, like, fucking leaving the house, interacting with humans, just stifling my creativity. You're not, you're never more creative than when you're in the middle of a panic attack, let me tell you. What better time to just sit and think than when you literally can't do anything else? (laughs) Oh, gotta, gotta get back on that shit. Why doesn't, yeah, Future doesn't have any songs about Zoloft, as it turns out. Uh, Doesn't have the fun side effects, just, you know, like nausea and diarrhea. Did you hear that the kids are really into stomach flu these days? That's the cool new party drug. Mm. (laughs) Ugh. 
Yeah, you know, when you're just sitting there, just like shaking, it really gets the creative juices flowing. I know it's not, like, I know creative juices, I know it's just like a metaphor, I know it's actually like a very complicated series of chemical reactions, but like, you know, shake it up a little bit. That's how you get the, that's how you keep yourself from being a zombie. It's good to know. I was just thinking about it because I was like, you know, I was like going to my psychiatrist and it's like he's been writing me the same prescription for three years. Like, what is this guy doing? He's not earning his money. He's not doing anything different. It's just the same shit every time. He was helping me at first because uh, it, you know, was like it somehow gave me diarrhea and constipation. Not sure how one substance can give you both of those, but he explained that shit to me. Um, but now it's just like I need to show up at his house like naked and screaming or something if I'm going to get my money's worth. Explain the poop thing to me again. Ugh. Yeah, what a relief, man. It's just been in my head this whole time. Uh, yeah, I don't like regular doctors either, like non-brain doctors, the San Francisco ones. They think you're, they're your friend. They just talk to you about their kids and shit, and it's like, fucking look at my body. Stop telling me about your kid's Minecraft costume. It's the only time I've ever been upset that uh, I paid a man for his time and he didn't touch my balls. Ken Suzuki knows what's up. I bet you've paid some people to do some pretty fucked up shit to your balls, <laughs> homeboy. No judgment, not kink shaming you. It's 2016 after all. Anyway, yeah, I never have that problem with my psychiatrist. He always touches my balls. I've been Connor Doherty. Why else would you go to a psychologist if he wasn't gonna touch your balls? Connor Doherty, yay, yay. Does anyone have a cell phone charger? Uh, my phone is going out of batteries, and I'm, does anyone have one? Just even a cord that I can plug into the computer. Like, I have a lot of power, I just don't, is it, is that the kind? Oh no, that's, that's a cell, I don't have an iPhone, I have a dumb phone. I have a, if anyone has a cord. Uh, I'll find, you know, I bet I can find, I bet there's a stopwatch in here for the next show. I'm not too concerned, I'll work it out. Your next comedian. He comes from far away. We haven't seen him in a while. It's actually, it's been probably over a year since I've seen him last. So I'm excited to hear his jokes. Everybody put your hands together for Faco! I got a charger for you. Hey, can somebody pass it to her, please? There you go. I have the other part too, if you need it. That's just the wire. Okay, thank you. Hey guys, what's up? Um, this is my 37th day of sobriety, guys. No, no weed, no alcohol, no fun. You know, but I'm doing okay. I'm losing a little weight too, guys. I could almost close this shirt, you know? Thank you. Uh, so my, my two favorite musicians ever to live is Freddie Mercury and Easy e But they have something in common, you guys already know. They got AIDS and they died, right? They had unprotected sex. Guys, they should be honored because they were both killed in the line of booty. 
Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, fucking egg, man. Uh, I just found out that the KKK is recruiting in San Francisco. Where? Dude, there are. They're recruiting in San Francisco, and they're starting on Hate Street. I'm here. I'm here. But, dude, there's racism everywhere, guys. Racism is, you know, with humans. Racism is with police departments. Racism is even in nature, right? If you go to the woods and you cross a bear, this is what they say. If the bear is brown, stay down. If the bear is black, attack. And if the bear is white, try to understand its plight. Cool. Doing okay. San Francisco. I'm trying to remember my jokes. Um, you know, people look at me and they think I'm a certain way. They think like people come up to me and go, hey, what gang are you in? You know, they look at me, they judge me. Some people judge me, go, hey, how do you sneak on the Caltrain? I know you've done it before, right? I just wish one day somebody comes up to me and goes, hey, How's the stock market? Or, hey, where's the Build-A-Bear Center, guys? <laughs> Thanks, Pam. <laughs> Good person. Thank you. Build-A-Bear. Huh? Why do you wear Build-A-Bear? Oh, because I like bears. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But yeah, man. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, I, I scratched something off my bucket list last week. I, dude, literally, this really happened. I got paid to go to a strip club. What? Serious. 100%. The strip club was in Redwood City. It was called the Hanky Panky. Right? It's a pretty nice place. And the reason is because I was an extra on a TV show. Uh, what's that show? Wives with Knives? <laughs> is that, I never even heard of it till they asked me to be in it. But, you know, uh, they said, okay, Faco, you're going to be a high roller patron of the strip bar. So just act the way you would act when a nice stripper comes out, right? So I was like, got it, director, right? They yelled action. So I went to the bar, and I grabbed a bunch of cherries, and I threw them in dollar bills, and I was throwing them at the strippers, guys. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> But, uh, dude, okay, but it's crazy. They had a stripper there, a real stripper, and she did this trick. I'm sure you guys heard about it. The, strip, the stripper pulls out a cigarette, and she starts smoking it with her pussy. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's the sound it made, too. <laughs> right? So, like, dude, I was, it was amazing, right? So I went up to her and go, fuck, man, that was awesome. What kind of cigarettes were you using? And she said, oh, you know, Vagina Slims. Hey, I'm going to end right there. Thanks. My name is Faka. Thank you. Faka, king of the strip club. I, I can't. I guess you can't. I, someone tried to teach me when I was in junior high how to make my, bar, my butt breathe, you know, like where you make your butt fart in and out. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like you suck the air in and out. Connor knows what I'm talking about. He's nodding his head. 
But you can do a thing where you put your butt in, up in the air and you make it suck air in and out. And I think that that's what you must do with your vagina to make it smoke. But I don't know if I could actually do that with my... I know I can do it with my butthole, but not with my vagina. Impressive skills from our stripper friends. Things I need to learn and work on. Vaginal smoking. Can you... Is that what gives you cervix cancer? <laughs> You can take that, Faco. It's yours. Your next comedian, another uh, very funny man. We've been missing him for the past six weeks. I thought he was dead. I thought he went to the upside down uh, of stranger things. I thought that he like went through the canal to another dimension and he was fighting fighting the weird beast without a face. Maybe that's just, uh, no, that's not true. But uh, he's a great human being. I'm glad he's back. Ethan Albers. I'm really liking that, that demo CD that fucking guy sent in. That's pretty awesome. Oh, man. Smoking pussies, huh? This is my impression of a, a man whose life has very similar situations happen to him. Let me rephrase that. This is my impression of a man who all his stories are also happen to be action movies. So I was on this plane the other day from Memphis headed to LA. You need to listen to me talk about Con Air. <laughs> I'm gonna walk this whole room before I'm done. All the rest of the comics waiting to go up. I'm gonna walk you all with this. So I was on his plane from Memphis the other day to L.A. when uh, Mr. Hollywood had to take over the flight. Who was it? Mr. John Malkovich. Just throwing a fit, you know, taking over the plane. Ving Rhames was there. <laughs> Dave Chappelle was there. You guys will never believe that. And then uh, Nicolas Cage as well. I'm going to keep going, trust me. Five minutes, I'm going to describe Con Air to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Brady Hold is the walking re reincarnation of Steve Buscemi's character in that movie, Con Air. <laughs> Just hanging out with children at abandoned airports. That's Brady Hold. That's not my words, that's Amber at the Brainwash, the sweetest woman on the planet, said that, yeah, you remind me of that little white boy from uh, Con Air, like Steve Buscemi? No, 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 his character in that, like, not Steve Buscemi, just his character, just playing dolls with a little girl at, who lives near an abandoned airport? I don't know. So Nicolas Cage gets into it on a flight. I'm gonna catch you up and talk about Con Air. This is a guy whose life experiences this is only funny to me. This, you, know you're, you know you do well in comedy when you only do material for yourself. <laughs> Sometimes. I was on a bus the other day. <laughs> when who do you think gets on but Sandra Bullock, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, what? This is crazy. Sandra Bullock is hopping on. No way. And then, like, the bus driver's like, listen, dude, apparently we can't slow down under 55 or we'll blow up. And I'm like, oh, snap, I got to text my boss. I'm going to be late for Quiznos. I don't know. My job at Quiznos. Because he, ride he rides a bus. This is the character. I'm a method actor now. I'm like Marlon Brando up here. 
Respect me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, who do you think jumps on the bus 55 miles an hour? You know, Keanu Reeves. And I'm like, Keanu? No way. No way. Are you on board of this? Have you seen Speed? You've seen Speed too. It's the one where they're on a cruise ship. So I'm on a bus, 55 miles an hour. Sometimes you only have to have fun for yourself. 55 miles an hour, and Keanu's like, don't worry, I'm going to drive this. And we're like, Keanu, does he even have a license? Like, uh, he just... So I'm on a plane, and Nicolas Cage gets into it. Somehow, him and Dave Chappelle get into it. Next thing you know, Dave Chappelle is thrown off the fucking plane, right? And his whole thing's like, I'm sending a message to John Cusack. I'm like, why are you going to throw the only black guy on this plane off? But he did with a message describing Conor. I'm just going to go ahead and... Have you seen the movie, Con Air? Gross 224, you never seen it? It's gross $224 million. Sam, Simon West, guy who did The Rock, 1997. Uh, it's, I just read a bunch of, here. I'm going to read the Wikipedia thing, actually. Hold on. For the render of my time. I'm going to read the Wikipedia thing just to catch you up, and then I will do this joke in another open mic to complete it. Uh, so... The synopsis is, uh, hold up, plot, plot, honorably discharged Army Ranger Cameron Poe, that's Nicholas Cage, in case you're wondering, is given a 10-year prison sentence on charge of manslaughter for using excessive force on a drunk man who attempted to assault his pregnant wife, Trisha, played by Monica Potter. You remember her? That, like, good-looking blonde, doesn't act anymore because Hollywood has no room. Does she act? She was in Parenthood. Round of applause for Monica Potter. Still in there. Send your fan mail to mutinyradio.fm forward slash Monica Potter. Poe was paroled eight years later and be released after flown, being released after being flown to Alabama on the jailbird, a C123K trans. You know what I love about this Wikipedia is that it's a lot of like update stuff about planes. Like whoever wrote this, like clearly went in and was like, no, that's this fucking plane right here. Like for the like, you know, plane nerds. And then there's a whole separate side. I'm going to skip the synopsis that, or the story. I don't, it doesn't matter. But there's a whole section that says aircrafts used in this film. That's really the meat of it, right? <laughs> Dave Chappelle gets thrown off. That's kind of okay. There's a 56 Corvette that's like drugged by a plane. Remember that? Goes to the barn. John Cusack. Great movie. I've been telling everybody I'm going to make... Uh, Con Air funny, and God damn it, I'm going to make it funny. So the Beechcraft Model 18, no serial number, visible painted Uncle Bob's scenic tour. You remember this, Jesse. It was a great... What? How old are you? 24. Jesus Christ. Was he even alive when Con Air was made? 1997. He was just a little kid. He was... Have you ever watched TNT? You don't have a grandma who's like dying fucking with this TV on in the background? Connor. Wow. Matthew probably went on a date to fucking Connor. Absolutely. Huh? You finger blast the girl after fucking Connor, right? After he fucking takes John Q, John Malkovich's fucking head off on that fire truck. Remember how the fucking peak of that? And then he like rolls off and is like fiery doom. And then goes and gives that his little girl that teddy bear he held on to this entire time. Bad motherfucker is what I'm saying. 
You know, because you're finger blasting abroad at a fucking AMC 1000 on Van Ness. <laughs> this is probably the best set I've ever done. I'm about ready to be up at Punchline, and there's a big part of me that just wants to fucking tank it and just do Con Air for I don't care five minutes of Con Air. That's what the world needs. It's actually been seven minutes, but yeah. yeah. Seven minutes of Con Air. Ethan Albers, tell us the punchline. Huh? Tell us the punchline. The punchline? Watch Con Air. Oh, shit. It is a good movie. Uh, watch Con Air. Ethan Albers, everybody. I just kept thinking he was going to get somewhere with it, so I just let him keep going. We actually have time tonight because people, um, there was really weird traffic, so Adrian McNair and... Um, Brandon Gardner uh, dumped out and Adam Rubenfeld sadly did not show up I think he must also have succumbed to the traffic issues but you know who is here our next comedian and dude I'm not even gonna light you this is your lucky day because you can do I mean we're at 731 and we have 19 minutes so have motherfucking fun Unless Zach, oh wait, Lael Gold came back. I'm sorry, you were here, you got, we skipped you. So you can't take that much time. Uh, <laughs> but, but you can have as much fun as you want because we do have plenty of time. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Vivek Venegabal. So I'll do just 18 then? Just a, just a solid 18? What's up, guys? I'm, I was, again, I was really excited. The second, second open mic in a row, I, I signed up in the number 23 spot. And there are four people here, so that is wonderful. Um, I, uh, I hate camping. Any camping fans here? I hate it. I hate it with a passion of a thousand burning suns because um, it is, I, there's not ever been a moment in history where someone has emerged from a tent and stepped out into the world and thought, that was the best night's sleep I've ever had. <laughs> not once. Every single time you get out of the tent and you're sore, and you walk out and it's wet everywhere for some reason and there's like one guy huddled over the dying embers of a campfire desperately trying to make coffee. I just don't understand it. It's a, it's a very American thing. Uh, I, I grew up in, in Africa and in India and, and people don't rough it there for fun. Um, they, just, they just live and, and try to get to America. Um, so uh, I don't, camping, uh, the, I don't understand hiking. You talked about hiking earlier. I don't get that. I just don't understand it. You, you, you drive somewhere, and then you park, and then you walk, and then you come back to your car, and people are like, yeah, but the views. <laughs> like, everyone talks about the views. Like, it's, it's amazing. And, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I live in San Francisco. There's a lot of hills. You look everywhere. There's great, beautiful views. And um, I, I just I don't understand walking for fun. I don't understand running for fun. Like, you know, marathons, half marathons, 5Ks, 10Ks, none of that stuff makes sense to me. I hate them. Um, but there are some, I, I guess I like 100 meter, the 100 meter dash and the 200 meters. I guess I like some races more than other races, I guess is what it boils down to. Um, you know, th there are some races that'll kill you, right? Uh, and there are some races that are just slower than other races. I, I guess it, it makes me a, a racist in the, in the best way possible. Um, <laughs> Let's see, uh, I, I got, I've only got, what, 16 more minutes to go? So, uh, <laughs> political humor, Donald Trump, that's the joke. There it is, <laughs> beginning end. Um, uh, I'm, 
I, I just found out recently that uh, the coffee maker at work was, uh, was set to decaf because apparently there's just a button that, that you can set it to, to use the decaf beans. Uh, and I was infuriated, and I, was, I, was, I wanted to burn the place down, but I just didn't have the energy for it uh, for some reason. Um, what do you think, uh, do you think when Christopher Columbus went to the grocery store and he couldn't find apples, he just picked up oranges and came home? And his wife was like, what, what the hell are these? And he's like, I don't know, Indians? <laughs> It's a history joke there. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I've, got, I've got two kids. Uh, someone was talking earlier about vomiting when, when you change a kid's diaper. And uh, it's not true. You just get really used to, to, to poop. Uh, you deal with it every day. I used to have anxiety dreams about needing to use a bathroom and, and walking into the bathroom and seeing it just covered in shit. Does anyone have this, these dreams? Anyone have this dream? No? Uh, well, I used, that used to be a big anxiety dream, and it turned out it was just, it was just preparing me for, for being a father and waking up in the middle of the night actually um, in, walking into a physical shit show type of situation. So um, we're trying to, trying to potty train my youngest daughter, uh, and it's, it's not going well. Um, because just about two weeks ago, um, I actually uh, pooped in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it's 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 the worst, right? Because you're you're like hustling, trying to get to the closest bathroom that you know of, uh, and the movement of walking as fast as you're trying to walk is uh, is the movement that actually helps uh, helps you uh, have have a movement. Um, and and the whole time she was just looking at me like, why would I want this life? Like I could just keep doing this. I can just keep. I have a diaper. Someone else cleans it for me. It's a uh, it's it's a beautiful situation. Why would I want this? And um, and she's right. And so now I wear adult diapers, and uh, we're all pretty pretty happy with the situation. Um, uh, that's about all I got. I don't have 16 more minutes. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate the time. Speaking of adult diapers, we have a show on the first Friday of October that's Pee Your Pants Funny, where we're going to have eight comedians wearing diapers, and they all have to have four beers before the show, and then they're going to roast each other, and the goal is to not pee your pants before your set, but the set is done by lottery. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I'm going to wear a diaper, too. I'm not above or below these kinds of weird shenanigans to try to get people in the door here at Mutiny Radio. I think your next comedian, uh, she's also up to shenanigans. I haven't seen her in a while, so she must be doing her shenanigans somewheres. Uh, very funny lady, great writer. Put your hands together for Lael Gold. Thank you so much, Pam Benjamin. How many minutes, more or less, are we talking? Hard to say? Oh, four or five. Um, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the diaper thing, it just reminds me that I have changed my own diaper three times today. I have. Now that is essentially what women of menstruating age are doing a few days out of every month. That's why there are changing tables in women's restrooms. It is. I hoist myself up there. I tickle myself under my chin and say, coochie, coochie, coo. And then I change my diaper. And you know, I'm from Berkeley, so I use Strictly cloth organic, yeah. which means sometimes I stick myself 
and then I cry. But then I comfort myself, so it's okay. You guys, speaking of death, speaking of death, um, have you noticed the incredible cruelty of the common normal custom in our and many cultures of bringing to funerals cut flowers, which are the item which die fastest and most visibly? That is incredibly fucking cruel. And for that reason, I, from now on, am only going to bring the least perishable item to funerals and gravesides. Weapons grade plutonium. <laughs> um, you guys, Oh, uh, my boyfriend and I were both chatterboxes. We're pretty verbal. We're big talkers. So, to rev up the erotic intensity, I have made a rule that we don't talk. No words, I should say. No words when we're in bed. No sounds. I mean, yes, sounds, but no words, sorry. And uh, it's been, can I just say awesome? I see a sexual self-help book in my future that I write. But uh, it is, I have to say, kind of strange going down on someone and searching for stickers and emoticons on Facebook Messenger at the same time. <laughs> that is tricky. Um, you guys, I am stealing myself. I am preparing myself for the Trump presidency. I am. Because you, I'm sorry, you know that shit. It's just coming at us like a roller coaster train and cruise ship molded into one terrifying large thing. Anyway, it's coming at us. I'm preparing myself because a Trump presidency is going to be especially hard for people like me. It, especially hard. Uh, under Trump, they're actually going to take old women out and have them shot. They are. Women, no, it's true. Women my age, his advisors are already talking about this. There's going to be enforced Botox. It's called the Courtney Cox Initiative. Or however you say that in Russian. Pravda, dasvidanya, Courtney Cox. No, no, but seriously, he came for the Mexicans. I said nothing. He came for the Muslims. I said nothing. Then he came for blonde, telegenic Fox News anchor Megyn Kelly, and I freaked the fuck out. Uh, thank you very much. Lail Gold, everybody, yeah. Uh, the funniest political jokes I've heard in a while. It's just so easy and stupid to make fun of Trump that it's so it seems so hard at this point. But thank you very much for your. Very funny. I can't. He will. He'll. He'll murder all of the ladies over forty. Because what worth do we have if we can't have babies and add to the economy? Am I right? I know. But I mean, if it's going to be free Botox, I'll still run away from it. I don't want. I don't want pig botulism in my face. I mean, even if it's free, I can relax my facial muscles. I'll pretend I've had Botox. I'm that good of an actor. So is your next comedian. I'm excited that he's here. Uh, he is. 
I'm trying to remember, you're going to be coming on, some call me Tim, coming up very soon. We're going to talk about God. I can't wait to talk about your childhood and how you were raised and your connections with religion or not connections with religion or Judaism or uh, circumcision or all these things. But right now, he has very funny jokes. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together. It's Adam Rubenfeld. To love street. I'm going to do this here. I'm not aggressive, so my greeting's very like, hey, hug. <sighs> I'm brand new. I don't blame you guys if you don't know me yet. Most people don't. I still have that new comic smell. I can't put my finger exactly on what that is, but I'm assuming it's something hidden in the corner groaning of a studio apartment in San Francisco. Like, it's not the thing that you want to hang up in your, uh, in your car. Like the symbol for it would be a guy on his knees begging for acceptance. It's it's probably like um, Funyuns and Top Ramen and Desperation. That's probably that's that's the new comic smell. I think I put my finger on it right there. Uh, I just ran in. I walk everywhere from Bart. So really, I've had my cardio for the year. Like the three times I've walked out here, I feel like that's it. Like I'm, I'm a fat man. I can't I can't quite make this. Uh, I, I had this thing where I thought I was going to be okay gaining weight. As long as I looked down, I could still see my dick. Like, that was my measuring stick. Like, as long as it'd be like, hey, we're doing good, buddy. That's good for the radio, like, physical humor. <laughs> no, I would look down, and that's how I figured out. I was like, all right, cool. All right, I can have another slice. I think things will be okay. Like, I wondered if that's pretty much what happened to, like, Ron Jeremy from the 70s to, like, now. But he's got like, you know, a like two and a half foot dick. So he would look down and he'd be like, all right, back to truck up. I got cookie dough injections until seven. Somewhere around like uh, the mid 90s, kind of looked like phases of the moon. It's like he would look at it and it was all right, we're at quarter dick. I should probably slow down. Shit. <laughs> get to work on that. Uh, I am dressed all fancy because I come from working at a bank. I'm a slave to the man. Sorry. Uh, so I, I have this, uh, I have this thing where I, I, it's like I look made up, but really like I'm wearing this vest. It looks classy. If I take it off, it's like a plate of mashed potatoes. It just kind of spreads out. It's like someone bring me back together. Um, trying to think. I'm still sweating, fuck. No, I had a hard time when I first started doing banking because I was nervous. It's the first time like I'm handling people's money. People are very sensitive about like two things, handling their money and their genitalia. So I knew I was really good at one because I had a lot of practice by myself. So I thought I'd be okay uh, doing the other, but um, like I'm, I'm very up in my head. Anxiety plagues me. And I had a manager come up to me probably my second month in, and he said, Adam, I'm going to need you to go home. I was like, oh my God, what'd I do? What'd I do wrong? He's like, I could see your nipples through your shirt. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, if you're wearing a white shirt, you really need to wear an undershirt underneath that. I was like, oh shit. And, and I did, I went home, I came back and it was good. And I felt like more productive, more professional. And it was a lot easier for me to, you know, handle people's deposits and stuff because before then I thought that everyone does a deposit like this. Pick it up, fuck boy. Uh, and it was great. Like afterwards, if they just hand you the money, then it's just an easier process altogether. Um, I am Jewish. My last name is Rubenfeld. It's one of those things that you can't really hide. Like I'm sure I could come up with a stage name. I was thinking like Ruby, but I'm like, 
I'm not I'm not shiny or anything, so I don't really go for that. But um, growing up Jewish, I had to think about this for a while. Like I'm sort of like in the middle ground. My father grew up Orthodox, but he raised us conservative, which is basically like the things where it's like eh, it's just a little bit too much. So we're not going to do it. Like, we're not hiring people to close and open our doors and turn on and off our lights. I'm just not eating a bacon cheeseburger. Like, that's the minimum standards that I've set for myself of uh, observing my religion. Yeah. yeah, religion! I have no idea what that horn means. I've never been to your open mic. Is that the one minute mark? Yeah! Fuck yeah. Uh, let's see, let's end this on some bad sex jokes. I thought of these while I was walking over here. They are probably terrible. Uh, I had a friend, he had this issue. I think he was fingering his girlfriend too much. I saw him and he had this uh, uh, wrist brace on him. said, what happened to you, man? And he said, uh, the doctor says I have carnal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, I tried. The last one, what did the girlfriend say um, after her boyfriend died during sex? At least he went out on top. Thank you. <laughs> they are made to make you groan. Thank you very much, everybody. One last comic for you guys on happy hour before we get into Pam Dice's Comedy Clubhouse at 8 o'clock. The theme tonight is my strange ex-relationship. It's going to be a fun time. I'm excited for it. I'm also excited for your next comedian. He's got a wig on. We've never met him before. It's going to be a good time. Put your hands together for Dr. Doss. had a time limit they told me they said time limits yeah four minutes oh four minutes <laughs> four minutes okay there it goes we started i'll give you less than four minutes i'll cut you short four minutes i'm not even getting paid <laughs> they tell me you have a theme i don't have a theme at least i got a seat they tell me open mic i got open mic and i got a stand too stand up comedy i think i prefer to sit down here I'm a little tired Four minutes, I'm not even getting paid, huh? <laughs> I think that's a joke, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a joke. I'm going here, here, there, everywhere. I have no money. Yeah, it's free entertainment, no payment, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I must uh, no get paid. How am I supposed to get laid? You know, come on, <laughs> look at me. You think a guy like me is getting laid? Come on, right? Look at me. I'm fucking joker walking around. Yeah. Ooh, that's like that. <laughs> yeah, I got all my bags here. I keep them close. Yeah. I got to keep an eye on all these bags here. That's, that's my sack right there. It's very back. That's the master of misdemeanors. I got that bag there. I don't want to know what's in that bag. I'm glad to be here, four minutes, and actually three and a half, you know, a little bit, uh, I'm not getting paid, you know, I'm not going to give you <laughs> your full uh, time's worth, you know, actually, yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's very good to be here, and Joker, look at this place, it's beautiful, San Francisco, <laughs> yeah, we have to figure out this business. How are we going to get laid, paid, uh, so we can just you do finally get on the life here? 
I have to try to get booked. I don't know what that means. Uh, generally, <laughs> I generally don't have a problem getting booked, you know. <laughs> I was looking it up. I get uh, going to the police register. I get booked. <laughs> yes. Oh, I could get booked like that usually. But here I got the goal. I sell my ass. <laughs> yeah, maybe then I'll get booked. Yeah, how much? Who do I have to, uh, who do I have to uh, get with to get paid with this business? I'm just learning the industry. <laughs> okay, you got two minutes and six seconds. <laughs> Oh, already passed. <laughs> yes, beautifuls. I love this crowd. This guy's good. A little mustache there. I can trim it up, but I can't afford razors. Come on. You think I like this shit on my face? This beard. Yeah, what do you know? You think this beard is real? You think this hat is real? The hair is real. The beard is real. How do you know? This day of age. <laughs> yes. You don't even know if I'm real. Am I real? What the fuck am I? Can I curse? I don't even know. Do I have limits? Wow, because they didn't give me a contract. <laughs> yes. Don't know stipulations, contingencies, all these type of protocols. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Never did too good protocols. <laughs> That's why I'm Dr. Das, actually. I'm independently funded doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, they say I'm a real doctor. <laughs> of course I'm a fucking real doctor. Uh, fuck going around calling myself Dr. Das when I'm not a real doctor. Yeah, it's called crack. <laughs> crack. Yeah, quick, look at the crack. <laughs> He's got all Jack shit right there. Jack, that's Jack shit in his bag. That's crack. That bag's a crack. These bags are real. Keep them with me, especially this bag. This is the master of misdemeanors. Yeah, I just traded a little bit out there in the corner. <laughs> we do good business with that bag. This is my bag, actually. This, pers this is my bag here. It's my personal bag. Th those two are not mine. I don't take accountability, responsibility for those. But thank you very much for having me. We will continue on. You'll we'll get paid, I trust me, some way or other. Memories of my childhood. Dr. Doss! Dr. Doss, everybody! Newcomer to the happy hour and a welcome, a welcome sight for a newcomer. Thank you for coming tonight. Thank you. Dr. Doss, with your wig and your bags. That's awesome. That was a great wrap-up to the happy hour uh, tonight. We saw 24 comedians. Uh, Ashton Tate, Annette Mullaney, Timothy Pizza, Brady Old, Matthew Quirk, Ken Suzuki, Florentina Tanasi, Hunter Uniac, Richard Servate, Ginny Hogan, Lael Gold, Gene Feld, Katie Carnes, Adam Rubenfeld, Jesse Warren, Allison Hooker, Connor Doherty, Fucko, Ethan Albers, Vivek Venugopal, I keep trying to learn how to pronounce his last name, and Dr. Doss. Give your guys selves a hand. Listen to them all clapping for themselves. Uh, stay tuned in about seven plus minutes. We're going to get started with Pam Tassi's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Tonight's theme is My Strange Ex relationship I, I when I started doing these strange things I didn't realize that stranger things was going to be so popular and I wish I would have tagged onto it and been like this is our stranger things comedy things this is going to be the my stranger things ex relationships um, mouth breather thanks so much uh, for joining us tonight on happy hour stay tuned for Pamtastic's comedy clubhouse uh, it's only five bucks but you get a really delicious uh, pot treat that will get you super high and they're really really good I um, today they have um, marshmallows folded into them so they are real fluffy and then also uh, dipped in dark chocolate at the top to counteract that weed flavor 
So stick around, everybody, and we will talk to you next week. Or uh, Monday's a joke workshop or Friday's a happy hour. Really anything happening here at Mutiny Radio. And if you want to get booked on some call me Tim, just talk to me. Uh, and we'll set you guys up a time. It's the new podcast where I talk to people about their connection or disconnection with religion, higher powers, the old gods, and the new uh, higher powers, as in weed or Satan, whatever you believe in. I want to I want to hear about it for an hour. So uh, that'll be fun. I I used to believe in Jesus, so we can get down with that too, or whatever you want. But uh, contact me with that. Some call me Tim. And the second hour is Timmy Pizza also known as Pervert Fervor, uh, playing his beebity boopy doop moogs and making music on the ones and twos. So thank you guys for joining us and see you in a couple minutes on Pamtastics. Bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) 
Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission High for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. an underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it.